You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. beautiful blue marble we call planet earth all of our homes everybody how's it going and happy belated easter what's up you guys remember that what's up all right well you guys already know what the big story is about what happened at the u.s capitol with that guy bashing into the barrier and he got shot and killed that had happened about 15 20 minutes after i recorded my last episode on friday and I was going to just throw out another episode, but I just figured, oh, I'll wait until this all spills out and see what happens. And so, so of course, my local media went on a rampage and started throwing out a lot of clickbait. Uh, I think one was something to do. How did it go? It was the FBI is looking into white supremacy probe or something like that. It, it had something to do with white supremacy long before they even anticipated or investigated and found out what it was. And later on, as we all found out, it was some sort of Farrakhan supporter. (laughs) And my local media had gotten it all wrong. They were already implicating some white guy. And not more than, I don't know, maybe two hours after that, that story mysteriously had disappeared. And I'm looking for it right now, and... It is gone. I I don't know what happened to it. I I don't know if it was KTVU, which is my Fox affiliate around here, or KPIX, which is the CBS affiliate. They're probably the two of the most wokest of the woke as far as journalism goes here in the Bay Area. So I'm thinking it's just one of those two channels. Well, no, ABC is kind of the same way, ABC7, KGO. So, yeah, it it was just, it was really bad how they they were reporting it. So we'll get into an update on that and see where that lies. But uh, he's dead, so that's all that really matters anyway. And also I came across this one story from a former ex-bodyguard for Trump. I guess uh, he had thrown out 130 bucks to buy cheeseburgers and Cokes for everybody. I guess for one of the meetings Trump had at the White House or something. So I'm going to pull that article up. I think that's pretty funny that the guy wants 130 bucks from Trump. That's like the biggest, that was like one of the biggest stories of the day coming out of local KRON. Pretty funny. I'll look that one up and share that story with you and a couple other things. So let me take a break and I will come back right after this. All right, so let me get into this one with Trump and his bodyguard. Well, I guess it's his bodyguards hang up. It's pretty funny. And I'm reading this from uh, Chicago's very own WGN9 News, Um, specifically WTRF. This is uh, from John Lynch there at WTRF, and it goes something like this. Trump's ex-bodyguard says former president owes him $130 for McDonald's order. A former bodyguard of Donald Trump says the former president owes him $130 for a McDonald's order placed over a decade ago, reported the Daily Mail. A decade? 
I thought this was during while he was president. This is a decade ago. Oh, God. Uh, Kevin McKay said after visiting a golf course in Scotland in 2008, Trump wanted to go to McDonald's, but he didn't have any in UK currency. So he asked me if I could uh, front him the cash, McKay said. He said he paid for the order of 20 cheeseburgers and fries and around 10 to 15 Cokes. Going on saying, uh, he told me he would pay me back, but he never did, he told the Daily Mail. McKay said $130 at the time was kind of a big deal to him because he only made about $2,700 a month while working for Trump. Let me tell you something. That's pretty good money, $2,700 a month. I mean, even in California standards, $2,700 a month really isn't too much for some people, but in certain areas of the state, that's a lot of money. Trust me, $2,700, you can make that go further. I don't think the UK is that expensive. But I don't know. I don't live there. I don't check the I don't check the, the housing market out there, so could be. I don't know. McKay said he should have asked for the money, quoting, I kept thinking he would say, Kevin, here's that money I owe you. But it didn't happen, he told the Daily Mail. McKay said he was fired in 2012, and he claims the stress of working for Trump ultimately cost him his 23-year marriage. So, well, let's see. Working from Trump killed off his marriage. And this all, what, what the whole nucleus of this whole thing was because uh, he owed you 130 bucks for some cheeseburgers? <laughs> and it ultimately ruined, Trump ruined him. That's funny. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty funny in this uh, article. WGN has a picture. It's unrelated, but it does show Trump around. Uh, this is what I was uh, talking about. I, uh, I thought this happened at the White House, but there's another picture they have where he's at the White House with a whole bunch of people. And it says, it's, it says a caption underneath the picture says, U.S. President Donald Trump speaks behind a table full of McDonald's hamburgers, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, and other fast food as he welcomes the 2018 football division, FCS champions, the North Dakota State Bison, in the diplomatic room of the White House on March 4th, 2019 in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Man, that's a hell of a spread. That's a lot of food, man. That looks good. You know, that's one thing I've never tried in my life is Chick-fil-A. I still, to this day, have not tried a Chick-fil-A. It took a long time before Chick-fil-A arrived into the Bay Area, and now I actually live right down the street from one, and I still haven't checked out their chicken sandwiches. I mean, people swear on it like it's crack, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, I was thinking of actually making a video of me trying out Chick-fil-A for the first time. I don't know why, I was just going to do it for the hell of it. Just get, I need to get a reaction of it, see if it was really worth all the hype that, that you know people have been talking about. I mean, like it's the greatest chicken sandwich in the world. Gotta try it out, though. All right, well, that's pretty funny. Trump owes 130 bucks for some uh, fast food. Okay, so I came across this story. It's pretty weird. Uh, it's a, happened at a Burger King. And this is coming out of Chicago, Fox 32 Chicago. Burger King customer opens fire through drive through window over long wait time, report. And uh, I guess this happened in Memphis, though, but it was reported in uh, Chicago. Okay. But anyhow, uh, authorities in Tennessee are searching for a woman who allegedly fired a gun through a Burger King drive through window. Fortunately, employees in the restaurant were reportedly able to escape through a rear doorway 
and no injuries were reported. The Memphis Police Department posted about the incident on Facebook, which occurred at a Burger King in Memphis on Tuesday, March 30th. According to the post, no arrests have been made and the investigation is, go- is ongoing. And it looks like that Memphis police did release on Twitter some photos of the woman. And uh, yeah, she doesn't look too healthy. She definitely looks like she can use a couple burgers. You know, kind of add a couple extra pounds. Uh, she looks pretty messed up. Kind of looks, reminds me of Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show a little bit in, in the face. But she is got a gun in her hand. She's pointing it through the window. Obviously on surveillance, and there is a photo of her looking straight up at the camera like a stupid criminal does. <laughs> Pretty funny. So go look for that. That's at the Memphis, Memphis Police Department, uh, their Twitter page. Witnesses reportedly said that the woman was upset at how long the wait at the drive-thru was. She allegedly exited her vehicle and approached the window where she began arguing with one of the, cut, with one of the workers. The woman then reportedly returned to her vehicle which she was not the driver of, and retrieved a handgun. Authorities say she returned to the drive through window, leaned inside the restaurant, and fired the gun several times. The woman then returned to her car, which drove away from the scene. So she didn't even stick around for her order. I mean, she didn't even get the order. The Facebook post also included several images from security cameras that show the woman leaning through the window and pointing a gun inside the restaurant. The Memphis police wrote, Upon arriving at the scene, officers were advised that a female customer got angry regarding the wait time to be served at the drive through window. The female got out of the front passenger seat of a mid-sized four-door gray sedan and approached the drive through window. A verbal altercation ensued between the female patron and the workers. Video surveillance shows the suspect retrieved a black handgun from the vehicle, extended her body through the drive through window, and fired several shots at the Burger King workers. The post continued, The workers fled from the gunfire through the rear door of the business and were unharmed. The suspect was accompanied by a male who was the driver of the gray sedan. Yeah, that's pretty amazing stuff right there. In all fairness, if you guys haven't tried those sourdough, bacon... BK, Kings, or whatever they're called. Man, those things are delicious, man. They're like crack. I mean, I can see how somebody can get a little agitated for not getting one of those quick enough. But, I mean, come on. You're sticking a gun through the window. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Don't lose control of your city, Memphis. That's all I got to say to that. All right, so I was going to give you guys an update on that whole capital shooting that happened where the guy tried to ram I, I don't even know how he rammed over that guy and how the officer didn't jump out of the way but I'm not going to get into that but it doesn't seem there's to be any type of update on it it seems as if the news has just totally brushed it off probably because the guy was uh, a black nationalist or whatever but I did quickly want to come across this one story and it's a subject matter that's kind of concerning to me i mean i'm not a parent anymore my children are all grown up now but you know grandchildren and and future generations are going to be affected by what's going on today with everything in our society here in america but this one really got me triggered and it's coming i'm going to read it to you it's coming out of breitbart and it's called soviet indoctrination teach white privilege to toddlers unions demand (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh, so here we go um, 
starts off, lessons on so-called white privilege are needed to combat racial prejudice within children, according to new guidance drawn up by a group of education charities and unions. The guidance came in the form of a 128-page paper entitled Birth to Five Matters from the Early Years Coalition, which was developed over the past six months by representatives from the National Education Union the National Day Nurseries Association, and the Association for Professional Development in Early Years. My God, I mean, if these people are endorsing this kind of nonsense, this, this racially divided nonsense, doesn't seem to be any hope for kids these days. The paper claimed that talking about race is a first step in countering racism. It is a mistaken assumption that treating all people in the same way and ignoring differences in race is a sufficient response to racism. You know, first off, I just want to say, nobody was talking about this kind of stuff. Nobody was worried about the issues of racism and all this stuff in our society. Nobody was doing that kind of stuff until it was kind of green-lighted by a bunch of neo-Marxists who used the George Floyd tragedy and pretty much perpetuated this, this falsehood of racism systemically throughout our society here in America, which is an absolute fucking lie. And so... I just, it concerns me where this kind of nonsense is now coming into our educational system. So, but anyhow, I'll move on. The paper claimed that talking about race, oh, I already read that, sorry. This approach simply allows the continuation of bias in society, which disadvantages people from black and minoritized groups instead of a colorblind approach to race. More proactive anti-racism is needed. It is also time to challenge the widespread notion that children do not see race and are colorblind to difference. The guidance continued, adding, When adults are silent about race, children's racial prejudice and misconceptions can be maintained or reinforced. I don't think that's true. Uh, they didn't have this type of discussion uh, when I was growing up in school, and I don't see myself as any type of racist or bigot by any means. So I don't think it's necessary to put this kind of knowledge into a toddler's head. I think they should be worried about trying to figure out how to put the square block into the triangle hole. You know what I'm saying? Have you guys seen that video of that teacher? She's uh, a young teacher. She's one of these woke teachers and she's on video complaining about the color of her band-aids were white and some of her children were black and how it costed her money and time to go the extra mile to find black band-aids did you see that one that video you got to look that one up if you haven't it's ridiculous anyway the chairman of the house of commons education select committee robert halfen mp said quote this is just unacceptable this dogma of doctrine is totally out of place. We have all got to combat racism, but this is the absolute wrong way to go about it and insults white working class people from disadvantaged backgrounds. Quoting, the whole purpose of children learning is to learn, not for some kind of political Soviet indoctrination session. He is correct about that. London mayoral candidate and Heritage Party leader David Curtin added, quoting, this is wrong. Children must not be subjected to poisonous cultural Marxist critical race theory. Sir John Hayes, the chairman of the Common Sense Group of Tory MPs, whatever that is, said that 
most parents would be horrified by the notion that their children would be told privileged or unprivileged they were depending on their race. If you tell some children they are privileged, you have to be definition tell some others that they are not, that they are somehow disadvantaged and underprivileged. It is really destructive to the welfare of children, Sir John concluded. In September, a report submitted to the House of Commons Education Select Committee found that white working-class students have been the most systemically disadvantaged in Britain's education system as more emphasis has been placed on helping children from minority backgrounds regardless of class. Yeah, I am hearing things about UK and how woke they are out there on the other side of the pond. Um, that's, that's pretty wild stuff, but you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it, it, it kind of sounds like the kind of shit that's going on here in California, uh, especially in San Francisco. San Francisco is just, their education system is jacked up. So is L.A. L.A. is a mess, too. They, they got a whole bunch of woke holes in that system. The following month, a political science professor, Matthew Goodwin, told the same committee that the proliferation of leftist ideas such as white privilege and toxic masculinity has resulted in working-class boys being further left behind with educators more interested in focusing on the historical grievances of other races. <laughs> That's crazy, man. You know, when I read this kind of shit, it, it really does concern me. I mean, here we are for the past year fighting to get kids to get back into school and get a proper education, but what are we really going to be putting them into? I know this is kind of over across the pond, but this shit is now going on right here in America. And we have to really have to step up as parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, family members, friends, whatever, and just go against these unions and tell them what they're doing is absolutely wrong. I mean, to the point where either you're just going to have to get people are going to have to be fired or you're going to have to sue the school district. Something has to be done because you just can't have this kind of ideology going into young, impressionable minds. It's just dangerous it's reckless it, it's unethical it's just immoral as far as i'm concerned damn daniel all right guys that's all i got for today i hope you guys had a great easter and you guys stayed out of jail and didn't drink and drive and all that stupid shit we don't want people in jail it's already messed up as it is i mean can you imagine being locked up during the pandemic and being forced to wear a mask 24 7 in between your bologna sandwiches it'd be a nightmare you know what i'm saying and real quick, I kind of wanted to tell you a story that happened to me for the past week where I thought I was being played like a April Fool's joke or something like that. But what had happened was for the last week and a half in my apartment complex, somebody had used a camouflage-colored walkie-talkie and had put it in the ivies in front of my, my apartment. And all day, all night, they would key it up and make this ridiculously annoying noise. It sounded like some sort of ham radio or something like that. And me and my neighbor couldn't figure it out. So I had finally said enough. And I had stood out this early this morning and was listening to where it was coming from. Because we couldn't figure it out for the life of us. It was just, well, hidden in the ivies, right? Well, it just so happened about two or three weeks ago, I had purchased a metal detector. So I said, hey, you know, I haven't used it yet. Why don't I just break this thing out and try it out and see if it works, right? So I broke it out, and not more than one minute later, I had found the walkie-talkie. And it was camouflaged. It had this piece of 
like I guess you would call it painter's tape, you know, trimming tape, that blue tape. It had two layers of it, and it looked like there was a marker pen also that was blacking it out so they can hide the LED screen from lighting it up so I couldn't, you know, so people couldn't find it glowing in the bushes. So they really were thinking about, you know, I don't know if it was a prank or not, but my neighbor had told me that it was happening long before April 1st. It was driving him crazy for a long time. And uh, I had luckily found it, and before I had taken out the batteries of it, I had keyed it up and told the person on the other end, if I found out who they were, they were going to have a bad day, you know what I mean? So we'll see how that turns out, but I'm definitely going to let my management in my apartment complex know what the hell's going on. I mean, there's just too much nonsense I have with one of my neighbors around here, so it's going to be interesting how this is going to play out, but I'll keep you updated on it. I don't think it was an April Fool's joke. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's just one of my jackass neighbors being a man-child and, I don't know, just being being an a-hole like he always I mean the guy had earlier had flown a drone in front of my apartment for whatever reason I don't know so it wouldn't be too far far out of the realm to determine that this guy is you know doing this here he's responsible for it but I don't know but I just thought I'd throw that in there anyhow it's time to let you guys go on this Monday morning I have a lot to do as many people do on their Monday mornings uh responsibilities But I just wanted to tell you guys, thank you so much for checking in and listening to my podcast. Make sure you stop by my Rumble and YouTube page, World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all one word. No spaces in between. Go by, say hello, subscribe, like, favorite, all that good stuff. And do the same here with this podcast. I really would appreciate it. All right? So until Wednesday, I'll see you guys later in the next episode. Thanks again for listening, and peace out.